Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. And Lee. Hey, sorry we're a little bit late this week, but um, it's it's that real world having a job thing. Um, I do apologise. Um, I'm taking responsibility for this one. It's all my fault, so you can all shout at me. Real life happens, but it turns out that it's actually a good decision because we've got stuff to talk about now. Yes, because your job got in the way, but some people don't have jobs anymore. Oh, nice yes. link. Yes. Nice link. Yeah, uh, we're opening with Thursday news, which apparently Thursday is the new Tuesday, but Thursday, we got there We got there afterwards. That works, doesn't it? Mm, does it? Not really. Anyway, there's been news happen today. Um, first thing this morning... Um, within probably about 20 minutes of each other, both Haas drivers said they weren't staying with the team next year. Just like what we have been predicting for how many years now? The sex tape of Gunther Steiner well, been, and a goat, I imagine, will leak onto the internet very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> they have been uh, teammates for four years, and it's one of the longest... Um, in terms of Grand Prix, like that they've raced together, it's one of the longest uh, in the in the sport that the two have been teammates for. But it seems like it's a lot longer than four years. Uh, well, go, and go, I get the feeling that they outstayed their welcome by about just as long. <laughs> Going on... it, does it feel like it's longer because of all those um, podiums and wins they've had between them? I mean, going on the speed yeah, of the domination. car. Going on the speed of the car, I think each race seems about four years for them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like um, both of them aren't just leaving Haas, but will be leaving F1 as well. Magnussen has already been talking about IndyCar. So he's presumably got his eye on something there. And Roman Grosjean's finally going to the kitchen. No, now, he says that he wants to go to a series where he's got chance of wins rather than just scrapping to get in Q3 or maybe getting a point or two. So is the Clio Cup still going? Yeah, that's still a thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously there's some spaces for um, stock cars at our local track next season. Yeah, just round the corner from Lee. Yeah, yeah, you'd be able to hear him whinging from uh, from the old pod room. <laughs> But yeah, I think um, I think we knew that we knew that it was coming at some point this year. Now, Haas have basically said it's down to financial reasons. So, pay driver fest. Well, the quote from is it Roman Grosjean? The quote came from uh, that various uh, outlets are reporting is that Gene Haas told them told them I need you both out for financial reasons. We don't get any prize money with you two driving the car. Uh, I think it's we can't pay you, we need drivers in who pay us. Yes. And, of course, um, Nikita Mazepin. I keep wanting to call him Marzipan. <laughs> Nikita Mazepin. Mazepin or yeah. Mazepin. <laughs> Mazepin Senior. Mazepin or Mazepin? I think he says Mazepin. But I could okay. be wrong. We'll go with that then. We'll just have to ask, but oh, Nikita, we will never know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, Mazepin Senior was talking to Gunter in Sochi. And of course, Mazepin has been kicking around F1 for quite some time because he's, he's tested for Force India a couple of times. Yep, yeah, he's been somewhere else, I think, as well. I can't remember now. Renault, wasn't it? 
I think Possibly, it might, yes. have, might have been, yeah. Um, okay, so between the three of us, we'll have to keep filling because Lee's internet has totally dropped out. Oh, heck. I thought he was being quiet. Yes, just got that then. It's not like him. It, it was my turn. It was my turn pre-pod. Now it's Lee. So, so, so we'll be buggering we off all, early. Get this together. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... I think he's back. Hey. Can we can we see him? Is he there? I'm on the wrong Discord server. Hang on a second. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, yeah, he's you're back. Hey. You're back. We were just debating, is it Mazepin or Mazepin? Marzipan. <laughs> right, that's, <laughs> that's two votes for Marzipan. I think that wins. Um, <laughs> because it looks, it looks like he's going to be one of the drivers because obviously he's got the um, he's got the experience for it. He's got the super license points. I'm sick of going on about F2 drivers with super license points. This is the thing. I think he gets a bit of a bad rap because we know he comes with the paycheck, but he is reasonable. He's he's sort of worked his way up. He was all right in F3. He's been in F2. I think this is his second full year in F2 now. And he's he's podium. He's there or thereabouts. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a bit he's crashy. A de- yeah. De- decent enough driver. Um, the back, you know, he's got a rich dad, so that qualifies him for one of the budget teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's not forget, like, when Fernando Alonso came into Formula One, he was one of the most well-sponsored drivers on the grid to oh. get him mm-hmm. into a car, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, you do get the drivers that come with the backing. Obviously, these days, it's you do get the billionaire's yeah. kids that come with the backing. Yeah. And, you know, he'll, he'll, be in a, he'll be in a competition with Stroll and Latifi for who's got the richest dad. Stroll's dad yeah. is richer than Latifi's dad. He's got six cars <laughs> and a house in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how much richer or not Mazepin is in comparison to Stroll. Bearing in mind he's Russian, so as rich as he wants. Mm, probably. And, and I, then think, so. I think at that point it doesn't matter to us how rich no. they are. If they can afford to buy an F1 seat, we're never going to attain that kind of money anyway, barring several lottery wins all at once. No. <laughs> or just have, or happening to have just the right kidney. <laughs> bearing in mind we've all been out drinking with each other on many occasions, No. Yes, I think. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not go into that. What what, drinking responsibly? I've never gone into that. Irresponsible. No, irresponsibly would be more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it looks. I mean, the rumours are the other seat is going to be is going to be another pay driver. I mean, could this could this be Perez and it saves George Russell's seat at Williams because. That is the big rumour at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Perez has a lot of sponsorship, so he he could quite easily be a pay driver, even though you would assume he would also be able to get a drive on talent. I mean, I think... I think... I think... Go on, Chris, sorry. I think it could be... A, so I, say, I think it could be another Russian driver, either Danny Kvyat or Artem Markolov. Uh, I was thinking another Ferrari Academy driver, possibly the Russian one. Uh, Robert Schwartzman. Robert Schwartzman. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout as well because I, I do forget that with a name like Robert Schwartzman, he is actually Russian. Because he doesn't Just spell it. He doesn't spell it the German way. About Islet as well. Yeah, that's true. But does he come with money or a huge engine discount for? Um, that's the thing for Haas, isn't it? Discount. The the it would be money saving rather than money brought in if they take a 
a Ferrari youth? My I, my yeah, my, no. my my bet is that uh, Haas next year will be Schumacher and Islet. Not Alpha. No, I think I think I think they're going to put Schumacher in the Haas because the Haas will probably be a better car. Interesting. I, I would I would say probably Islet and um, a pay driver, probably, probably um, Mazepin, 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 um, <laughs> but it could be Perez, uh, but. Pro- I don't see a team like Haas getting rid of getting rid of two uh, two drivers like Grosjean and Magnussen, and then going for two brand new new to Formula One drivers. Which is why I straight th- away. Yeah, which is why I think Perez makes more sense for him mm. um, because they're going to want somebody with a bit of experience in that car. And obviously, Checo's been there for this is his tenth. I want to say tenth season. That would be about right. I think possibly more. Actually, yeah, I think... I think 2009 might have been his rookie year. Perez, I think Perez's rookie year was 2011, I think. I might be a bit early for him then. Um, If you've got Perez money, who do you go with if you've got Perez money? Would you take the Williams drive or the Haas drive? I think you would probably take the Haas drive because the car is slightly better and for your sponsors... Haas has an American market and most of your sponsors are Mexican, so there's more overlap. I th- for the sponsors thing, I think you're right. But think about um, like 2022, where every year the Haas have had to develop their own car more and more. They've slipped further down the grid. I'd have thought being with a team like Williams going into a big rule shake-up was probably, you know, it's, you, you're at least going to an engineering company. But you're assuming there he's signing more than a one-year contract. Are you just going to Haas for a year to attract somebody else's attention? I think anybody that signs a contract now will sign a contract for two years for for those oh. teams because they want stability into 2022. Yeah, the problem. Also, the problem- would you not go to Williams? Sorry, I was going to say, would you not go to Williams because it's uh, almost like a like a like a a new beginning there, where yes. um, you know. The, I think Williams might be a more attractive prospect because you know what Haas is. Haas hasn't made any huge steps and the structure and the management is still very much the same, whereas Williams have just changed theirs, the ownership and the management structure. I think the gambler would probably go with Williams for a chance at at maybe moving up the grid a little bit in two years' time. I mean, to be honest, Haas and Williams are very, very similar on a Saturday. Mm. So yes, um, um, Perez has always said um, every time his contracts come up for renewal, um, be it at McLaren or Racing Force Point, Martin, um, India, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> um, Team Hortons, you know his sponsors will decide what he's going to do next. That that's been that's been his catchphrase every two or three years round round about September. Also, he might be quite good in the Haas because the thing the Haas struggles with is making its tyres last. Yeah, there that, is that. That is true. Or um, if Grosjean's to be believed, switching the tyres on. Mm-hmm. So they that- don't have a switch. Is that what he's been doing wrong? This whole time? <laughs> Where is the tyre button? 
Sorry, that was not a French accent. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I mean, that, that was just panic, panic on radio. Panic voice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see, I can see why that would um, that would work. Because I mean, you know, now now that Jensen Button is not on the grid anymore, get over it, Lee. Um, Perez is the driver that is usually may ca- not be ca- in the grid, but he's in my heart. <laughs> Actually, no, I've got to give him his full title now. Friend of the friend of the podcast, Jensen Button. <laughs> now now that he's been karting and sim racing with friend of the podcast, Matt Steele. That makes him friend of... Yes. That <laughs> makes him friend of the friend of the podcast. Or, or another driver-in-law. <laughs> driver-in-law, we'll Ch- go with that. Champion-in-law, <laughs> champion-in-law. Um, but yeah, now that, now that Jensen Button's not on the grid, Perez is the driver with um, who is the best at keeping the tyres going and can get the extra extra laps out of them and the extra speed when needed. So, from a, technolo- from a technical standpoint, yeah, uh, Haas would be the right move. But it's, it's always hard to judge with Perez what his sponsors think is the right thing for him to do. The thing with Perez, though, he t- like I know he's looked up for <clears throat> keeping hold of the tyres and stuff, stuff, but it doesn't seem to be given the same rewards anymore, that. Well, yeah, he's not getting the upgrades on the car, is he? He's he's driving the he's driving the car that's set up for uh, three races ago because Lance Stroll gets all the all the better upgrades by dint of being higher up in the championship because he's got the better car. Yeah, but he got higher up in the championship to start with by not getting COVID. By not well, by not getting quite, well, well, didn't last long. <laughs> I, I, let, well, let's be not... fair. I think Lance Stroll's done a better job than Paris this year. Or at least an equally good job. Oh, they've both been they've, they've both been just as good as each other at getting COVID, definitely. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 but I think he's looked like a decent Formula One driver this year. I, I don't, I don't think it's fair to judge Lance Stroll purely on the bank account of his father anymore. Oh no, he's he's, de- no. he's definitely he's definitely come on in leaps and bounds. Um, you know, I think he's better than Perez, like as, as far as a future prospect. If I had it, if I had that team, regardless of surname, I'd keep Stroll over Perez. Well, I mean, there's what a ten-year age gap between the pair of them. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah, so he's going to be a better prospect for the future because his is longer, unless Perez, and, unless Perez does a Kimmy, which I wouldn't, if, which I wouldn't put past him. Yeah, and and if you were in a plane crash with him, you could shave his hair and make like something warm out of it because he's got really really thick hair. Interesting thought. I thought I thought you'd... which one? <laughs> to be um, fair, they do both have hair. good hair. No, Stroll's got exceptionally thick hair because he's got like that woolly sort of. It's thick and fine. His eyebrows so, are exceptional. Yeah, yeah, that's like a layered fibre. That. Although I think the dri- layered fibre. <laughs> Although I think I think the driver to be in a plane crash with uh, would be Alan Jones because at least you could cut him open and crawl in. Be Nicky Lauda for advice. <laughs> <laughs> Or David Coulthard. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was that was only being uh, only being discussed at the weekend. God, we talk about some sick stuff when we're on iRacing. racing. Um. Anyway. 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 So, <laughs> move, moving. Moving swiftly backwards. So Hass are looking at Hass look to be looking at pair drivers because Jenny Gam tweeted earlier today that. Um, 
expect an announcement soon. Obviously, not soon enough because we hung on until eight. Well, she said today, but she was wrong because it's not happened. No, it's it's still technically today. <laughs> so it'll be about ten minutes after we press stop on the uh, yeah, on the recording right. software. Um, so if anything's come up after the show, expect a jump cut roundabout yeah, now. So that may or may not have been a jump cut right in there. I'll just make a note of that. 18 minutes, 22. Um, so Hass are possibly but looking yeah, at pay drivers. To the, to the... Who else is out there with money? It, it That's really the depends. thing. Robert Kubica. Robert Kubica um, has just had his first podium in uh, the DTM this week. Yep. Oh, is that, is that actually started it's, again? It's or? a thing. Oh, it's it's a, happening. It, it's happening again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Kubica had a had a podium, and um, is it is it BMW he's driving for in DTM? Yes, I think so. Are there any other manufacturers in it this year? Not that I know. A fly keeps landing on my microphone. It's very annoying. It's yeah, me Mercedes off. aren't in it anymore, are they? No, they wanted to focus on Formula E. I think that sounds about right. Yes, I forget. Could be, uh, could... We lost Lee again. No, no, I'm just mm. listening to you. He's just it's soaking it all in. Yeah, because... Have you, Audi turned back up in DTM, or did I imagine that? I don't know. I've got to admit, I just keep ignoring DTM, because I, I keep forgetting it's a thing. Yeah, I must admit, I was I when I saw the picture of Kubica with his podium, I was like, oh, that's that's a thing. But, um, yeah, everyone... Forget- I stopped watching DTM when it stopped being German touring cars. Yes, it's Audi and BMW. In fact, it's mainly Audi. Audi Sport Team Rosberg. That's a thing. Oh, wow. Oh, it's Keki, not Nico. Oh, that's all, that's all right then. Ah, that's why he was so yeah, happy. Nico's got his own Extreme E team. He though, has got this? his own Extreme E team. Oh, yeah. yes. So if it's Audi Sport Team Rosberg, that's why he was so happy to part with his Porsche to Hulk, because he's not a Porsche person anymore. Ah, yes. Because, of course, Hulk turned up at uh, Nürburgring in an ex-Rosberg Porsche. Um, but yeah, yes. ev- everyone forgets that Kubica comes with a massive sponsorship package and he's the reason that all of them are um, not only on the rear wing of the Alpha, but it's Alpha Romeo racing all of them. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, that's a possibility, but uh, I think what's going to determine how Haas pick their drivers is uh, going to be what Alpha do with theirs as well, because I wouldn't mind betting that Kimmy's probably going to retire, uh, and Giovinazzi's not been good enough. Um, so, I personally think Nico Hulkenberg will take the experienced uh, driver slot at Alpha because, again, they're they're not in a position where they can just throw two brand new drivers from F2 straight into that kind of team. So, I think Hulkenberg will probably take the experienced seat, and Mick Schumacher would take the other seat at um, at. Alpha, Sauber, Romeo, Orlan, whatever they're called these days. Um, that, that's, but that they might have to react to whatever Haas do if Haas makes the announcement first. According to Ralph think- Schumacher, which is a great start to any point, um, Nico, <laughs> <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg is going to Red Bull. Uh, that was what I was going to say. Do you not think it's more? Um, there's more of a chance of him to go to Red Bull. That's what I, Ralph I would... says. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. 
I don't know. I it's one of those things. Yes, of course it could happen. It it, it makes perfect sense for it to happen. But I just when it comes to Red Bull, I just I don't believe it until it happens. Yeah. To be fair, <clears throat> Ralph has probably got a reasonable eye on what's going on at the minute. Well, Ralph, given the fact that one of the Schumacher is is one of the key members of the movers here. It's gonna. There's gonna be. Well, yeah, there's gonna be. Nephew, yeah. Gonna, we're not talking David Schumacher here. Through Mick, he'll have the inside on Alpha, but David Schumacher's girlfriend is on um, Hungary's Red Bull program. She's one of the W Series drivers. She is like affiliated to Red Bull, so he might actually have inside on Red Bull. Ah. See, I wonder whether. So, I, so I, Red I... Red Bull has officially become the Hungry Games. Yeah, Hungary. That, that might <laughs> I, I think um, Perez is going to take Russell's seat and leave Russell without a drive. Now, it's th- this is obviously all going to rest on the shoulders of Mercedes. If you're Red Bull, is that not a good move? If you're if, if what George for? Russell, George if Russell, George, mm-hmm. if George Russell is going begging, he's had two ex like not exceptionalism in finishing years. But two very solid years in Williams, so he's not—he's not a rookie anymore. Uh, he's one of the best friends of your your current like head lead driver. That you're a bit worried about whether he's going to jump ship or not, because you could because because of the lack of sort of championships and win opportunities. So if you could get like the future prospect George Russell in your team like, on the same basis as say. Um, Ocon went to Renault. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would take two years of George Russell over two years of Nico Hulkenberg. He was very critical of I, Red I think, Bull, though, wasn't he, George Russell? Yeah, because well, I think because Red, of the because of the way they treated his other best mate. Alvin. Yeah. So would they? Yeah, sat, yeah, would yeah, he I want to talk to them fair. to replace his other best mate? <laughs> To yeah, giving them a slugging. I, I don't think Albin's got. I, sorry, I don't think Red Bull have got like a, the the vast amount of options that they they would want. And I don't think Mercedes would allow George Russell to just go free and sign for Red Bull. I think Mercedes would rather have George Russell in last year's Ocon role, stood in the garage, uh, looking for a seat for next year. And oh, lo and behold, either Hamilton retires or Bottas decides he doesn't want to see, or both. Mm. Um, and uh, there you go. You can plug George Russell straight into that car straight away. Uh, and you, uh, I'm pretty sure Mercedes want George Russell in that car. Um, I don't know why they didn't sign him. I, the only thing I can think is that because this season was shorter, they didn't want to just plug him straight in for 2021. Um, but I think... Given the rule changes for twenty two, I think that's when would be a great time if they're gonna swap drivers to do it then. Do you know what all comes down to, mate? I think it comes down to the fact of you've got relatively stable rules. Um where as soon as the it was decided that we weren't gonna get the new rules for next year, Mercedes have got two easy constructors and drivers championships. Um and they've got a driver in Bottas, which can essentially do nothing about the World Drivers' Championship. So it's they, they get to tick all the championship boxes for another easy year. And having having a driver, like I, I believe that once George Russell got up to speed, would put pressure on Hamilton, if not do a Hamilton to Alonso in McLaren on him. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think uh, I don't think that's what Mercedes need when they just want to when they want to pick up the easy trophies. Yeah, I mean, as soon, as soon as they delayed the new regulations coming in for a year till 2021, we were crowning Mercedes champions of, uh, sorry, bringing the new re- re- rules in until 2022. We instantly yeah. crowned Mercedes the 2021 Drivers and Constructors champions. Yeah. You know, congr- See, I, I, congr- I are getting closer, aren't they? But they're not close enough to, they're not close enough to challenge uh, week in, week out just yet. Mm. And you've got to assume Honda will probably start dialing it in a bit towards the end of next year. I mean that all, that all depends on what happens with the um, with the engine because I mean the, you know they've been discussing Red Bull have been discussing buying the intellectual property and working with Mugen, who are based in Milton Keynes, right next to the Red Bull, practically next to the Red Bull factory, or at least three squares away because it's just the world's biggest fucking mm. knots and crosses board. Yeah, yeah, Milton Milton Keynes is terrible. <laughs> So you know there is there is the chance for Red Bull to do effectively what Arrows did in um, in the early sort of late nineties early two thousands when they bought um, Brian Hart's engine and made it their own. All right, with hopefully a lot more success than Arrows had. Yeah, but obviously you know they'll have more of a budget than uh, than Tom Walkinshaw did. So I mean that that. Red Bull's future hinges on what's going to be powering the cars come the end of next year. Engines. Well, you'd hope. Uh, but what you know? What's the engine going to be made of, and what's it going to say on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be a Red Bull Mugen, or you know, remember it was Mugen Honda, wasn't it? It was Jordan that used Mugen Honda. Um, yeah, after- but I think Mugen is more like a an engineering house rather than a well you know, um, an actual Mugen is um Honda's equivalent of what Cosworth is to Ford. Yeah, it's it's tuning and power well, yeah, ups yeah. and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, but Cosworth, you know, were was just an independent thing that Ford sort of bought into. But Cosworth had done work for Subaru and Mercedes as well. Um much like um what's it called? Um Ilmore, that was that was another one. Which yeah, yeah, like yeah, Ilmore's a good good example as well. Because when Mercedes came back into F one with Sauber, the engines were uh, the engines were badged as Mercedes Ilmores. When uh, when they came back in with Sauber in ninety three, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. what racing oh. points should have. Those drivers have been ill more than the other drivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the um. No, the uh, also very good uh, social mediaing from the Mercedes Formula One team as well this week, when McLaren and Williams were posting like um, the last time they were at Portugal, and Mercedes was just like, hmm. <laughs> 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 they did eventually find a picture of Mika Hakkinen, I think it was, driving a McLaren Mercedes <laughs> around um, in 1986, um, and they decided to just use that as their uh, last time. Last time Formula One was at Portugal. <laughs> I I forgot it was going back there. To be honest, I completely forgot about it. I thought we were going to Belgium this weekend until I saw the thing on Instagram. No, we've been there. Yeah, that's Portimao. <laughs> and uh, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Portimao. But I'm I'm quite excited about it actually because I've not actually seen much from from Portimao until uh, I watched an esports lap of it the other day. Weirdly enough, by McLaren test and development driver. 
Will Stevens. Yes. Did we talk about that last week? I think we were a bit like, wow, that's a thing. I miss Will Stevens. Yeah. He's now McLaren's test and development driver. He sounded like a a chimney sweep. I I used to enjoy the Formula (laughs) One game being able to say my surname. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give you that one. Now we could we will be going to Belgium next year, but apparently there'll be twenty two other races. Yes, busy calendar is rumoured. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. talk of um, twenty three races and a debut Grand Prix for Saudi Arabia. Yay, human rights! Yeah, this is yeah, a, an interesting one. Right at the back of the rumoured calendar, dare we look at the rumoured calendar, which is almost certainly not what's going to be announced. If anybody fancies sending me a link to it. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me. Well, I've got it here in front of me. I've got it here in front of me. Good, you are prepared. Bahrain is first, which means that Australia is the big news uh, move for the calendar. This is a rumoured, of course, calendar. Mm -hmm. Totally unsubstantiated. Could just be somebody's made it up themselves. Uh, Australia moves to October the 24th between Japan and the US. Um, Geographically, that does work. Because geographically, it's between Japan and the US. You know, it it makes... But the season starts in Bahrain. It makes a lot more sense than Monaco, Canada, Azerbaijan. (laughs) Transport-wise. Yes. You see, now that's another thing, you see, because they they start in uh, in the Middle East with Bahrain, and then head off to uh, Vietnam, China, and then Azerbaijan. So Azerbaijan is, 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 rather than being in the middle of the European season, which we always thought was a bit strange, let's be honest, it's now um, before. But why? It was the European Grand Prix. It was. It was originally, yeah. But the the European season next year apparently starts in uh, Zandvoort, the Netherlands, on May the 2nd. With uh, and then then you got a familiar looking calendar after that: Spain, Monaco, Canada, Austria, France, Britain, Hungary, Belgium, Italy, Russia, Singapore, and then re- the return of Japan. Obviously, no Japanese Grand Prix this year. Uh, but then the weirdly placed Australia it seems very strange having Australia on the twenty fourth of October, and then uh, United States, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi. So, the uh, the only other season I can think that started and finished in 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 the Middle East was twenty ten, uh, and that was mm. uh, an eventful season where you had um, four drivers in with a chance of winning the championship at the last race. Mm. What wasn't True. eventful though was the twenty ten Bahrain Grand Prix. That oh, was really not boring. a good race. Mm. I'm just waiting for no. if that, if that calendar is approved and it stays sort of more or less like that with the same weekends over the next four years uh, next couple of years then in 2023 we will have a quality star wars experience in holland because we will have may the zandvoort be with you no <laughs> you, i think i think you used yeah. a fucking crowbar to get that in didn't you yeah, oh damn yeah, right pushing, i did pushing that a bit <laughs> crowbar looped up either side of it <laughs> Don't knock it, it works. Somebody will like that one somewhere. My mum thinks I'm funny. Sometimes. Looking. (laughs) Yeah, she always said I took after me dad. Um, 
I haven't even I haven't looked at how many sort of triple headers or whatever there are in that. There's probably quite a few. Um but yeah, twenty twenty two, twenty three races I think that comes out at. Mm-hmm. Um I mean F one F one did say obviously you can't take you can't take anything from this year, uh because everything's fucking shit. Um there were gonna be no more triple headers and it was just done that way. Two races. Yeah, it was just it was just done that way because of um, working it round. It's the World the Cup, World Cup I think, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Because they were trying to have a, mi- a minimal number of races during the month that the World Cup was on. Mm-hmm. So we got you know we got the triple header oh, to okay. make we got the triple header to make up for it. So well, that's going to be interesting come the uh, twenty twenty two World Cup um, because uh, towards the end of the season. Um, if Saudi Arabia retains its place, you've got Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi sort of end of November, beginning of December. Um, but uh, Which is right which when the World the... Cup's scheduled to be in Qatar. Correct. Because I think that's that's running from the last week of November to about the 19th of December. Well, what about next year, though? Because isn't Euro 2020 all over the fucking place? Which is, of course, now Euro 2021. No, but they're that... st- no, they're still calling it Euro 2020. Yeah, but... Isn't that taking place all over Europe at what will be the European season? Um, yeah, it's in that's... Azerbaijan at some point. It's in Rome at some point. Yeah, that's going to be June. It's Ju- in Wembley for the final, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be sort of uh, mid June to mid July. July, <laughs> which is when the, the British Grand Prix is on. Help, helpful. Yes. Mm. Do you not think there's going to be a certain element of um, the amount of money that's been lost by Formula One? This year, you know, it's when you consider how much money usually pours through the like the the, the entity. Um, do you not think there's just going to be a case of like let's get this fucking circus moving again? Oh yeah, you know, like, yeah, just plowing forward, and that's why it's probably a good idea for them to have extra races. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I'm guessing guessing throw the race in Saudi Arabia because they will pay through the absolute nose for it because they've got all the money. They haven't got a circuit at the minute. But I mean, given what given that the, them? what we've seen, given what we've seen this year, though, with you know uh, places like this upcoming weekend, Portimao, sort of putting themselves forward, like you know we're uh, we're we're ready to hold the Formula One race if you want one, and you know Mugello and a couple of other circuits that um, you know we wouldn't have expected to see Formula One at uh, this year. It's some of those are going to be jostling for a position on the 2021 or 2022 uh, calendars. And given the fact that the um, the more, the less tilkerized circuits, sort of Mugello, Nürburgring, uh, you know, have thrown up really like interesting races, mm-hmm. then I think it's, it's going to be very hard pushed to uh, not allow, you know, some of the more classic circuits back in to the calendar. Yeah, I mean, um, let's see what happens at Imola in a few gu- weeks. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, be, uh, yeah. Im- Imola has been pushing for a return for the last few years, and um, I think it was what was it about two? It was about two or three years ago. They ha- actually had an agreement in principle should Monza drop out, and Monza was only saved at the last minute. I remember years ago we were talking about the. Um, upgrades they were making to that circuit mm. and the, yeah. the reason they were upgrading it was to try and make a formula one comeback wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah 
And that was a long time ago. I mean, that was that was one of the that I think that was in the first season of the podcast, which was twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Wow, God, yeah, we've been we've been doing this a long time. Mm. It'd be it'd be interesting interesting to see when the actual official. FIA sanctioned provisional calendar comes out and see see how close it is and how uh, how sensible it looks. And just to see yeah, it- as I say, that's a totally yeah, that was a totally unsubstantiated uh, rumor, should we say? And it it could just been made up by somebody who was bored at home. It's about ninety percent of the population at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and hungry, but we won't go there. <laughs> I thought you had the discussion about food on Twitter earlier. We did. Yeah, yeah. Me and Jeff. Yeah. How were the fajitas yeah. tonight, by the way? They were all right. It was smoky barbecue flavor, which is not. I've got to be honest. It's uh, it's it's not my first choice of fajita spice flavor. It's the old El Paso kit, of course. I'm not mm. gonna not gonna lie. It's dead easy. You throw it together a filling dinner. Um, <laughs> so the Roman Grosjean segment of the podcast. <laughs> So we'll get once, uh, once. No, hang on, hang on. I walked around the kitchen without crashing into anything. <laughs> and my front wing is still intact. Are you sure you've got an alpha? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Uh, right, where are we next? Uh, super license points I've got down here because um, the FIA have extended the eligibility and retention of super license points to four years and i think they're now saying you only need 75 percent of the points to qualify for the next step up yes which is 30 points Mm. which would be um if you haven't done anything in the three years previous second or better in f2 Mm. the person who i think this benefits is yuri vips because he was meant to be doing super formula this year couldn't get there didn't have time to sort anything out in F2 because he had committed to Super Formula, so ended up in European Regional Championship, which is a bit meh. Um, formula 3 and a bit. It's, well, yeah, it's it's the one below Formula... Um, it's Yeah, it's Formula 3, European Open, European Regional. Oh, God, formu- so, Formula 4 and a bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's ended up looking his way into a seat because of the injury to Sean Galeal in F2, but has kind of it's essentially a bit of a shit year for him but you would assume in any other year he probably would have been in contention for Alpha Tori seat because of course he is he is he is he is meat grinder he is what is left of the future of Red Bull <laughs> I he's about the only driver on the Red Bull young drivers program that's hit puberty um, <laughs> he's he's probably one of the older of them yeah yeah, one of the few that's allowed to buy the vodka to actually put the Red Bull in. Yeah, there's, yeah. Well, then again, he's a stony. I think the drinking, <laughs> the drinking age there is about eight. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if this is going to directly benefit anything, but I've been seeing the I've been seeing the words Schumacher rule all over Twitter. It's like he doesn't need he, it. No, he'd he, be fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's guaranteed. No. He's guaranteed top three in F two, and he was going to get um, all he needed was to be in the top six. No, I think he was top three because he was slightly higher up last year. Yeah, than... he need... we, we discussed this earlier on Twitter, yes. didn't we, Sean? He, need... yeah. he needed top three. I think it was Sonoda who was top, top six. Three. Ah, right. So new system or old system doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Mick Schumacher would have had enough points to be a Formula One driver next year anyway. 
But I think I think it, what it'll do is benefit drivers further down because I think you do need a certain number of super license points to move up into F3 and F2. So it's probably helping the younger drivers actually move up a series. Not a hundred percent on that. I don't think you do need a certain number for F2 or F3. Because your super license is only for for top top level motorsport, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Which of which Formula One is a, is. Uh, the single seater version of yeah, it's, I think it's National F three is when you would you would start getting super license points. No, you can get it. You can get it in uh, international go karting. There, there are points available for uh, for that as well. Because don't forget the points stay on your license for three years, so you can go yeah. from go karts to um... yeah. I think national is lower than international though. Yeah, but national go- international go karting rather yeah, than F three. Yeah, but, but... Nas- national F three is below international go karting. Jesus. <laughs> so, National F3 drivers, you've still got something to aim for. <laughs> yeah, the full list of series that you get um, super license points for is is varied. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll definitely uh, <laughs> definitely agree with that. I think I think, you know you get super license points for finishing a race on Project Cars three or Mario Kart mm. without using a blue shell. But yeah, if you look at um, in F3 this year, there was oh, what the hell's his name, Teo Porcher. I think he'd only done an F4. I think before coming in to mm. F three, because he's about five. Yeah, that's that is that, <laughs> that is true. We yeah, I've got socks older than him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's going to be one for other. I think, think other series as well may mm-hmm. find benefits from it. Yeah, and it will just be series that have been shortened and got cancelled, and maybe the FAA hasn't awarded the full points because they haven't done as many races, and the, there will be things that have chopped and changed. So it's just to. Yeah, because of course the FIA being as they are, it's it's going to be a certain. There have to be a certain number of races in a series to put it to count as a full mm-hmm. season, and um, you know, there's there's going to be series that you know cancelled after two races or something, or yeah. only managed to get six when they need eight. Some at Daft. Important that. thing is, sorry, I was going to say the important thing is that it's not that it's um, this this rule isn't benefiting anybody going directly into F1 this no. coming year. Unlikely. But I think I think we I think we know um, who the drivers are if they're the ones that are going to be moving from F two to F one, and they've all got Ferrari or Honda backing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, but I don't think we'll be seeing Giuliano Alesi as one of them. I don't think he's going to have Ferrari backing <laughs> after this year. Bless him, he is useless. <laughs> Do you think that Honda backing for for any young driver trying to come in now isn't going to make any difference? Um, Helmut Marco has said um, if Sonoda gets enough points for Super Licence, he's got a seat. Was that before or after Honda backed out? That was like today. I mean, and it's red that, was, that was in the so news today. Who fucking knows what the truth is? No, no, he, he, has, he, has, said, said I think he has said that in Portugal, whether exactly when he said it, I don't know, but it was in the, in the news today. Was his mouth moving? It's hard to tell with Marco, isn't it? There is a little bit of a touch of the ventriloquist about him. Ah. There's a bit of a touch of the liar about him. <laughs> I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say liar, just um, changes what the truth is mm. with every sentence. Factually fluid. He, he, he does what he does what benefits them, doesn't he? You know, it's it, it's that that's all it's about is what benefits Red Bull. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, his job is to employ drivers to put in a massive advert for Red Bull. Or other Dietrich Mateschitz-owned brands like Alpha Tori. Yeah. I see. 
it, what what he did say was I read today was him saying that ne- for next year for Red Bull they need someone that's going to push Max, and that seems to be very difficult for them to find. I can't help think that that's going to have a huge. But get the the main te- the main guy in that Red Bull team is going to have huge impact on what where people go for Alpha Tauri, Tauri, how do you say? The t-shirt sellers. <laughs> I mean, maybe the ideal the ideal guy to push Max is already in the garage with them. Just get Yoss in the second car. Christ. <laughs> That's an interesting concept, isn't it? <laughs> the only driver to put um, put an advert in Exchange and Mart offering sponsorship space on his overalls. Smart, though, isn't it? Hey, it worked. It, it worked. It got him. Um, got him a drive. I think. I think it's what. It, um, I think it's what got him the sponsorship to get back into Arrows. Mm. Universally loved by fans as well at the time. Yeah, you know, like nobody had the support he had uh, when he was in. He, he was. He was essentially the Kimmy of the time. I mean, that that's that is one thing that you can always say about um, Dutch sports supporters of mm. any sport. Um, when they, you know, when they find a legend um, in their own country, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be somebody Dutch. I was reading an article about the Finnish footballer Yari Lipmanen, who played for Ajax, and um, for the in the I think something like the five years that he was playing in Ajax in Amsterdam, um, there were twelve hundred kids born called Yari in Holland. <laughs> As compared to none in the previous five years, <laughs> so you can't you can't take the passion away from uh, from Dutch sporting fans. No, they've got it in droves, especially for their own. So, yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be interesting to see Jos back in uh, back in an F one car and a competitive one. Do for we once. think he'd fit in an F one car these days? Oh, he'd, not... he'd punch a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whoever, whoever actually um, whoever actually builds the bodywork would probably have to take out a restraining order against him for hitting it too many times. <laughs> too soon? Maybe. Not at all. Never too soon. Yeah, I was kind of worried when you both went a bit quiet there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if Red Bull wants somebody who can push Max, I don't know, who is there? There's people on the grid that can do it. I, I think George Russell can, uh, can push Max. I said that before. Obviously, Lewis could. Um, they're just they they not they're not growing the drivers to do it in their program. That's the problem. And I think that's I think that's been the case for the last few years. I um, I'm coming round to the fact that they have. Well, I've always been of the fact that they're going to have to look outside. It's going to be Hulk if they've got any sense. That's what Ralph Schumacher says. Can Hulk push Ralph though? Not Ralph. Must happen? No, Ralph probably. Yeah. Do you know know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm all up for like seeing Hulk in a good car. Don't get me wrong, but I I just I I can't see him from where he is just coming in and pushing the guy that we think is like. The equal to Hamilton. Do, do you think? He, do you think he would have a chance if he went to, went in Mercedes? I don't. Hamilton would destroy him. But I so mean, the, the, uh, but I mean that's well, that's the thing. Um, you know, if Mar- you know Marco's saying we want a driver next year that can push Max. Well, where are the drivers that 
can do it that aren't tied down to a contract. That's the thing. I think to get that driver, they're going to need to buy someone out of their contract and pretty much bin off the concept of their young drivers program. I don't think they don't have to bin it off. I just think maybe have a young driver program. Like every team has had a young driver program for ages. But Red Bull seem to think that they they have to bring because they've got two teams. Obviously, it works for them, but they have to bring as many drivers through into Formula One to give them a chance as they can. And like that's the positive side of the meat grinder, isn't it? You know, the the bad the bad side of the meat grinder is you. Re- realistically, if we if we really think about the drivers that have come through Red Bull that probably deserve to have stayed in and not been thrown out of Formula One, it's a short list actually. You know, it's it's definitely Jean Eric Verne and possibly Aljusuari. Uh, the rest aren't there because the the clean just didn't deserve to be there. I don't even think Daniel Kvyat really deserves to like his second chance. They just they didn't have anyone else to put in the car. Um, you know, it's that that's the positive thing. They do get people coming through, but just because you've got all these young drivers doesn't necessarily mean. They all have to have their year in Formula One. Yeah, I mean, for every Daniel Ricciardo, you've got at least five Scott Speeds. Ooh. I, I think that's the big mistake that um, they made. They should have never let Daniel Ricciardo go. They should have given equal status to Max Verstappen. And they should have mercedes the, Mercedes the, the situation. And, you know, it's like done some actual driver management rather than just putting all their eggs in the Max Verstappen basket because Ricardo could push Max Verstappen. But again, that's a driver. Yeah, they thought they were going to hold on to him, didn't they? They Mm. thought they were going to hold on to Daniel Ricardo and he didn't. Daniel had the nerves to to leave. And whether or not you think that's a good decision or a bad decision, he knew that he was never going to be favoured to win the title if that Red Bull car was ever good enough to do it. So he had to leave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he was on the verge of being the second Aussie that would say not bad for a number two at, you know, after a race win in that team. Yeah. And he did not want to be in that position. I totally understand why Danny Ricciardo left Red Bull. But, I mean, anyone and everyone could take that Red Bull seat if they don't hold on to Albon, because we're all assuming they are just going to bin off Albon. I think they have to. It's a, it's and a, are they at the risk of losing Gasly if they don't promote him back up to the top team again? I don't think... I, I, think, I think I've read somewhere that Gasly said he's not bothered whether he goes back or not, and I think, I think he's come to the realisation that he's racing for the rest of his career outside of Red Bull, and he wants to go into a team on merit. Not Gasly's going. Gasly's going to replace Ocon next year at uh, Renault. It's not a bad shout. I mean, with with the whole new um, Alpine red, white, and blue trickle mm-hmm. or identity that that, that the Enstone team is going to have, um, yeah. they are going to want a French driver in there, and Ocon isn't proving that he is up to it now. No. Ocon has merely done what Williams have done for years and proved me right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that is what what Gasly's about at the moment, isn't it? He's just waiting for an offer from someone else. And I think he's definitely um, he's definitely shown that he's got the talent to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you t- you take away that half year in Red Bull because the pressure was unimaginable, and everything that he's done in Alpha Tori Toro, Toro Rosso. 
um, you know, that's that's just proved he can cut it. Do you think drivers are just brought through too quickly now? Yeah, in some cases. Yeah, yeah like a majority almost. Like, mm. look at Stroll. Can you imagine if Stroll had just come in? It had his like year in F two or whatever, like won the F two championship or something. Instead of coming in, he'd have come in with a. We'd have had a much different reaction to him coming in. Is what we've what we've had. Yeah, because especially was, if he could. Go what, what was it? European Formula Three. He came from. Yes, which yeah. he won. Yeah, but he was the yeah. champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, to me, it always seems like. Um, because like uh, Vettel was ridiculously young, wasn't he? When he came in, he yeah. turned into like a a pretty instant superstar when he won that race. Um, in um, no, I'll keep saying Alfatori. No, Toro Rosso. They were then Toro Rosso. Um, and it seemed like from that moment, it was this massive youth push to find the youngest Formula One drivers. And it's it, 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 when you, when you look at the grid, we've had young Formula One drivers come in, and we like like Jensen Button was only like nineteen, wasn't he, when he signed? But um, it, it there seems to be more misses than hits when you bring people through really early. Yeah, I think that's that has happened quite a bit because there's been there's been some, and you look at them and you think, yeah, okay, the the role they've got potential, but they're still developing as drivers, and mm. by the time they would have hit. Um, they would if it's sort of regular point scoring stage. They've been binned for three years, and you know the the racing in the racing in DTM. Yeah, it's re- it's really weird. I mean, it's quite it's quite odd. With um, I mean, Albon's kind of fallen apart a little bit now. But when you had Albon, um, Lando, and George Russell come through. All th- all three of those seemed like they were going to be sort of long stay Formula One guys, but I think Albon maybe maybe might have had his time in Formula One this year. I, I struggled think... to say Norris and Russell then because when I said Albon, I almost finished it off with Simon and Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. It's a tough one. I don't. I don't think Albon is done in F one, and I think he'll. I think he'll get a demotion. But whose seat he takes in AlphaTauri, I don't know, because Kvyat this time round is a lot better than he was in his first stint. But he's, he's not as good as Gasly. But he's not as good as Gasly. But he's still, you know, he's still a better driver. Is he going to be a better driver than Albon? Are they going to go back to what they used to do? Um, when, well what Red Bull used to do when they first started because it was, what was it, Clean and Liuzzi that <laughs> were sharing a car for a year alongside David Coulthard. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was, yeah. yeah. You know, are they, they going to go back to doing that? It's like both drivers turn up and we'll decide who gets the seat on Friday morning. No, I, th- I yeah. just think that was an odd time. I think as well, they, if... They cl- they clearly wanted their two young drivers in there, but they needed David Coulthard for the like for the development side of the team. Well, to get to guarantee that the car was going to get better at the next race and uh, stand a chance of getting it to the finish line. I think yeah. it's just from a Red Bull a Red Bull point of view, though, I don't know what the point of Kvyat is. As much as he has improved, he doesn't look like a Red Bull driver. He's kind of gone past the point of being an AlphaTauri driver. It's like they're trying to grow Haas drivers. 
Yeah, I think that's it. I think that they uh, were they just hoping someone was going to take him off their hands. What 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 are they doing? I think it was just the lack of drivers, wasn't it? They they, mm. they didn't have anyone to fill the seat. Oh yeah, no, I get I get why he came back in. I'm not yeah. sure that there's a real purpose him. to him beyond this year. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think there is. I mean, I mean, AlphaTauri now isn't the Red Bull development team. They're, try, they're trying to make it just another team because you've got two drivers in there that weren't good enough for Red Bull. Um, but while Helmut Marco is playing his power games and moving drivers between the two, you know, it's it's never going to be um, it's never going to be the sister team that Franz Tost wants it to be. I don't think it, I don't think it's power games. I just, I, he's just doing, you know, it's 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 not there to be a sister team, is it? It's there to be a feeder team. Yeah, it's the drivers. I know you, you. It's not you saying it's like a not a Red Bull development team, but it it still is because obviously it's still Dietrich Mateschitz is. Um, you know, it's still under the umbrella, and the drivers, when they sign the contract, don't sign to just drive for one team and one team only. They 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 are signed assigned to one of the four seats, and it's up to Helmut Marko and Dietrich Mateschitz together to decide which, and probably Christian Horner, which of those four drivers goes into which of those you know two teams. Well, didn't Horner say a while back he's got next to no say in who drives for him? He just gets told. That's what he says. It's fucking Christian Horner. I don't believe him if, he's, if he waved a piece of ham at me and told me it was fucking, you know, ham. If he waved a piece of ham at me and told me it was ham, I would I would say, nah, mate. That's clearly a dairy milk. <laughs> Get your twirl away from me. <laughs> we haven't actually had a full silly season special this uh, this year, have we? It's um, it, it's the no, because every bloody episode has been a yeah. Every episode's been a bloody silly season special. It's been ridiculous. Um, the, the amount of times we've gone over the same the same seats and who might take which seat is is yeah, it's, it's a bit much. But yeah, I mean, we've, um, we've not mentioned uh, not mentioned Mahiva Raganathan for the other half seat. Oh no, I've seen that no. mentioned on Twitter, but I think someone was taking the piss. I don't think it was a serious. <laughs> Maldonado. Hey, he's available. Let's not forget the like the massive silly season thing here is the fact that Lewis Hamilton has still not got a contract for next this year. This is true. He could go to Red Bull. He could go to Haas. <laughs> he could retire. He could retire. He could and if he does, then George Russell can leave Williams. I mean, you would yeah. you would assume, given particularly given the rules extension uh, into next year, the fact that Mercedes will definitely win that title again, you would assume he would want to hang on for title number eight. You would. But it it it, it would be ridiculous for him to decide to hang up his um, his helmet now. It would be ridiculous. The only way that happens is if so- something happens in the negotiations and. Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton fall out and can't come to an agreement. That's that's the only way that happens. Yeah, I agree. I think Hamilton's going to stay around um, next season almost definitely, and um, probably one, maybe two years after the aero rule changes. Depends how easy he finds it. He might want to stick around until twenty twenty four, twenty five. Um, but you know he. 
He'd be knocking on the door of 40 then, I think. Yeah, so he'd be, he'll, well, it'd uh, be Kimmy's age. Kimmy's still going. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's totally possible that he could still be around in you know three, four years' time. That's not not unreasonable at all. But I can see him definitely being around for the next two years at least. What next year, because the rules are mm-hmm. pretty much the same as they are this year, very little is changing from... Uh, you know, going into 2021. In fact, it's pretty much the same car, isn't it? And then uh, you've got the, the 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 new rule change. I don't know why a, a champion would want to retire when there's a new rule change. Um, I mean, it might be that Mercedes or Lewis Hamilton, you know, don't adapt particularly well to the new aero rules, and for some reason they're not on top. But by that time, it doesn't matter anyway. He will have X amount of championships. We're pretty certain he's going to win this one, so that would be seven, possibly eight championships. And if there's no adaption, right, fine, you can retire at the end of 2022 or, you know, whenever that contract runs out. I just don't see it happening. I mean, it's possible, don't get me wrong, but I just don't see it happening just yet. No, might even might, might even get the 100 wins. How many wins has he got? No, 91, what? so yeah, definitely be on for that. Yeah. Yeah, so we should, we should see that happening in the European season next year, depending on what the calendar looks like. 100 Grand Prix wins, that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? I mean, nobody nobody thought it was going to be possible to get ninety one again. No, but I certainly didn't. But I mean, we discussed that a couple of weeks ago, or possibly longer. I don't know. I've, I've lost <laughs> I've lost track of when we are. It's twenty twenty. We're recording a show on a Thursday night, um, just before the Portuguese Grand Prix. What the hell yeah. is this world at the <laughs> moment, anyway? Don't uh, know. Crazy. That's what should we is. should we preview the the, we, the twenty twenty? We've got anything Portuguese else on the list. Um, we just we've got have, a list. We just have one more thing that we haven't talked about, and I've just I've just put it on the running order as Strollvid. Oh yes. Because, oh, because both <sighs> both the strolls have had COVID, and apparently, um, the oh, did Dad Stroll have it as well? Yes. Oh. Lawrence um, hasn't had a negative test yet, so it looks like he's not going to be in Portugal. Oh hell. Um, but the FIA are looking at Racing Point um, for a potential serious break of COVID regulations. Well, they've blamed the doctor, haven't they? They've said that he said he felt ill. They consulted with the doctor and they said, stomach thing, not a COVID thing, go rest, but we're not going to test you. And it was only because they brought in extra testing after Perez had coronavirus so they do a routine test of everyone when they get home after the race so they tested stroll after he'd flown away from wherever the last race was eiffel um and it was only then that he was tested after coming down with symptoms and then it turns out when his dad got home to switzerland as well because lance flew home on the sunday morning before the race yeah uh, when Lawrence flew back on the Sunday evening, he was tested when he got home as well, and it turned out he'd had it. Which is not ideal, because presumably that means he was still like just mingling with the team. Yeah. Everyone else tested negative, I believe, though. Yeah. Was, I think, what they said. Yeah, they are, they are the only two positive tests in the team, but the FIA are looking at what they did and how that managed to slip through the net. So there could be um, a possibly hefty financial penalty for Racing Point. Soon to be ex-team doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that, could, that could definitely happen. So that's going to be a story to keep an eye out for this weekend. And as things stand, the last time I checked was this morning, and Lauren Stroll hadn't had a negative test. 
So it looks um, it looks like he's not going to be in Portugal. Should we should we should we all just be like honest about this in like the most allegedly way way possible? Won't get sued. The whole reason this happened is because it, it like um, Canada is so tight, aren't they, on everything? Like they're so so locked down. Um, isn't it if Stroll both Strolls went back to Canada after the last race? They went Which to Switzerland. They didn't. They went back to Switzerland. Or didn't they have what's Switzerland like for letting people in? Because I, I, I would right. say that there's more there's more chance that um they 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 it's more chance the billionaires didn't get tested so they could go where they wanted to go. I think Switzerland is moderately um all right in terms of movement. Are they are they more like more in line with Sweden, are they? I think like so. I think so, but I haven't yeah, I haven't okay. I haven't checked the Swedish and Swiss uh, travel regulations recently. <laughs> I know the Canary Islands has just opened up to British tourists again without a quarantine period, so I could go and see my parents. If you had a passport. If my passport hadn't have expired six weeks ago. <laughs> I'm just throwing that one in as an aside. But yeah, that could that could be one to look out for this weekend. So there could be there could be probably I'd say financial penalties against Racing mm. Point for for that. Chances are there'll be a new team doctor. And possibly more stringent COVID testing over the course of the weekend. Possibly, like I say, they were they did add in extra testing off their own bat um, more than what the FIA make them do anyway. After Perez got ill, so they, in theory, have been being very vigilant. But obviously, uh, that one I, got through. Do, do, uh, and doesn't, it t- doesn't anyone else think though that the the COVID like policies and bubbles that are being put in are just lip service for television? Yeah, because they, outside <laughs> of that, they don't seem to be there. So. There's probably a, mm-hmm. you silly buggers, and there'll be some sort of fine put there, so there's so something can be written down. There can be a story made about mm-hmm. it. But I don't think I don't think the the day to day operation of Formula One will change. No, I mean I mean look at like Instagram and stuff. As soon as as soon as the drivers are away from their teams, they're all on one jet next to each other, yeah. no face masks. They're all, you know, hugging on the podium. That's, yeah. you know, it's it's all it's nonsense. The whole the whole bubble thing is nonsense. But think- as as I've sort of said on Instagram uh, on my Twitter today, is that COVID has managed to get Hulkenberg into more cars than Uber. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has he has profited. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've all seen the memes, haven't we? Everybody, because we were talking about Valentina Rossi getting COVID. Yes. Hulkenberg, straight in. Hulkenberg <laughs> dressed as the Queen was the best. Yeah, yeah. If Hul- if the Queen gets COVID, Hulkenberg dresses the Queen. <laughs> so, some some of the just just in general, some of the memes COVID has given us has made it almost worth the lockdowns. <laughs> like the, the the I know I know it's a very very British one here, but the, the all the memes about the you know people changing jobs because they like because they're in the arts and stuff. Yeah, the the memes with that ballet dancer were amazing. Oh. <laughs> I saw one the other day with Keir Starmer. They said, uh, "Keir's the leader of the opposition. He just doesn't know it yet." It's fucking yeah. brilliant. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, whoever made it called him Keith. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> but yeah, but do you not think that was part of the joke? I think that was part of the joke because they didn't. He didn't take Keir seriously as a name. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, at least. It would have been funnier if his name was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we preview the Portuguese Grand Prix? Yes. Mm. 
We can try. We, we can have a go. We know next to bugger all about the circuit. I am going on a tweet from Valtteri Bottas about it being a undulating circuit. Right. It is, yeah. I watched the, as I was saying earlier, watched the eSports lap with um, Will Stevens, um, uh, where he sort of gave the lowdown on um, what the circuit is like. It looks quite good, actually. It's kind of halfway between... Um, Magello, in terms of you know, sort of the the, the up and down, uh, there's quite a few uh, elevation changes, um, and um, maybe Barcelona as well, a little bit like Barcelona in Spain. Um, it's in terms of like the way the the circuit kind of feels, I guess. But it looks like quite a good circuit. I don't know that uh, last time that that any of the um, uh, even the junior formulas may have raced. I'm sure we discussed that recently. Anyway, there was an F, um, there was an F1 test there in I want to say 2011. Was it 2009. Or was it nine? It's yeah. going back a little while. Yeah, yeah. But we we discussed this a few weeks ago. But then I think so like an F2 race in 2014 or something. So um, I I think it's going to produce. I was saying before about these classic circuits, and I know Portimao is not really a classic circuit because F1's never been there. But it's not uh it's not a Tilkadrome. You know Yeah, it's not a homogenized sort of this has been designed to create good racing. Here is a long straight with a with a twisty bit at the end of it. Um it, do you know what I mean? It's just it looks like a good flowing race circuit. One that and one that's I one that's think... been built to the local geography rather than one that's one that's been designed on a computer and the local geography has been altered to accommodate it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think it's going to be a good... Uh, I think the circuit is good. I don't know whether it will produce a good race. I hope it does. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it flows really well. The flow of the circuit is quite good too. Um, some difficult bits. What you know, I, I don't know if the circuit's available any sort of like iRacing or R-Factor or, or anything like that, but I've, obviously it's not available on the... Uh, current uh formula one game <laughs> but the um I, I would look forward to like playing that circuit on on a game much more than i would look forward to playing somewhere like freaking hanoi street circuit which mm. let's be honest is the worst circuit on on formula one 2020 you know what i've, right, I've had so. i got formula one 2020 on launch day and i've still not played hanoi oh no you need to play hanoi just to just to just to get so confused with that third sector. I mean, okay, I don't mind a challenge. Uh, you know, oh, okay, so where am I in this sector? But it's like it's like the entire career circuit smashed into one sector. Yeah, okay. I'll um, I'll, I'll report back when I've had a go. Can you tell I haven't done the latest Formula League challenge? Which um, there's kind of a pause going on Formula League again, just due to sponsorship issues. Hopefully we'll have that. Yes. Hopefully we'll have that sorted out for next week. And I'm just calling a halt to things on it now uh, until that's resolved. So the current race is closed. The next race will be launched on the next show, or the one after that, because of course we're later this week. And uh, we'll 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 get it sorted. Promise. Um, right. We'll do some predictions. Um, Dan is going for because he hasn't told me any difference. Um, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and we have a guest predictor already lined up this week because of the um, problems that we had last time. I think we've now got enough guest predictors until the end of the season. <laughs> so Lucas, um, who 
asked to uh, asked to be the guest predictor first when I put the emergency tweet out, but then was the second person to send the predictions in, so I said he was too late. Um, he's going for this week's, and he's going for a Bottas win, Verstappen second, and Hamilton third, with uh, Rockstar's Kimmy Radio Messages. And uh, he's put villain, but we all know it's wankers, mm-hmm. inexperienced marshals. Which well, is, the heroes and villains is... Uh... Is, is great. In, inexperienced marshals, I don't know. If it's a grade one FIA circuit, that means, you know, the marshals will have seen some mm. fairly decent action there already. It's not like, the, you know, it's just like stock cars and then, oh, it's Formula One. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've had sort of fairly high level um, international GT and endurance race. And I think the uh, Blancpain series has raced there for the last few years. They have European Le Mans as well, I think. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the only, time, the only time I've seen a lap of the circuit was a live on board from one of the Coronel's cars in a 24-hour race a couple of months back. Yeah, uh, they've got, yeah, they've got Le Mans, um, FIA GT Championship, um, they've got World Superbikes, um, and they will have MotoGP next month as well. So you would you would hope that they've got a vague, vague idea what they're doing. And of, and of course, the marshals aren't just based at the circuit because I'm sure that, uh, you know, there's, there's marshals at Estoril as well. And... Various Spanish circuits, which aren't really all that far from uh, from Portugal, and I think it's sort of fairly easy on travel in that area of Spain to get into Portugal as well. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure um, how easy it would be for somebody to. And, and also, don't forget, Estoril hasn't seen Formula One since 1996. True, but Estoril again has had some fairly high level motorsport events. In the yeah, we'll have done. Yeah, yeah, in in the intervening God, twenty four years. Yes, oh, since the last Portuguese Grand Prix. Wow, I'm so old. <laughs> one of you, was, the, one uh... of you was meant to say, "No, you're not." Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh... <laughs> hey, surely that would be Sean's job. <laughs> I I was reading about Portimao. I I wasn't oh, paying attention. Okay. In my day. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, right, let's do some predictions. I know who's going first. Yeah, I'll go first. I don't mind. Uh, I think I think Max Verstappen is going to gonna win this race. Um, it's, to me, it seems like a circuit that's going to suit... Uh, probably a circuit that suits Mercedes brilliantly because it's Mercedes. And also, with it being a new circuit, it's very difficult to look past uh, Lewis Hamilton winning at yet another different circuit. However, I'm going for Max Verstappen because I just think... Um, the circuit's going to suit him and the Red Bull. And I'll go for uh, a Hamilton second. Okay. And uh, who do I go for for third? I'll go for a Bottas third. I'll, just, I'll switch my Verstappen-Hamilton. Verstappen-Hamilton Bottas for me. Okay. Who's up next? I was also oh. going to go for a Verstappen win. Um, I was going to go for a Hamilton second, and I'll go for another Ricardo third. Ooh, right, okay. Lee, do you want to go? Uh, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. That is no, that is known as the Dan trifecta. Absolute <laughs> snooze fest as well. <laughs> <laughs> absolute flag to flag, like narcolepsy. It is, it is the most likely and least interesting podium prediction possible. Well, I'm going to go for a Hamilton win, uh, Verstappen second, and 
I'm going to throw a wild card in. I'm going to go Perez third. Oh. I don't. That'd be good. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, again, we're we're going we're going into the unknown. So yeah, I'll I'll go with that because if it comes good, I'll get more points. That's the idea. Uh, that is the plan. <laughs> right. If you want, if you want to get your predictions in, go to threelegsportwheels.com, Go to the game section and go to the uh, Grand Prix Prediction League. Put in your top three uh, pole position, fastest lap, number of DNFs, and you've got, still got the option to double up on one race this season if you haven't already. And you've got until five minutes before the start of Q1 on Saturday. Is it shunting time? Yes. So. Absolutely. Cool. Right. Devices, devices down. Does Bruno count as a device? Because yeah. he is all up in my business. <laughs> I mean, it's a, he's a podcast, so he's part of the team. Right, Lee. Whose is this week's? Ooh. This one is from. Is it? Is it Verbeck or Verbank? Uh, Baz, How do you pronounce that? Baz, Baz Verbeek. Is it I think. Yeah. I think it's Verbeek. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Even, I'm not even looking at this, and I recognise the name from his tweet. Hi, this Baz. is just the traditional start to yeah. a, a, a shunt. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Baz. Um, long, long time. Baza. Long time. Long time tweeter. I think first time shunter. I think it is. Though we may have had one before, actually, a long time ago from Baz. Yeah, the beginning I think... of the year, about very early. Um, before the great plague um, <laughs> yeah he was he, he was uh, he had a shunt in um clue number one i was born yay yes in 1953 i'm going for somebody that's retired if they're a driver you would th- as they're going to be 67 <laughs> you would think I started out racing mm-hmm. snowmobiles, winning three world championships. So That's it's a very could, Scandinavian thing. It could be Kimmy with his real age. <laughs> <laughs> but the Iceman has frozen. I then moved into racing Honda Civics, winning many races, which means okay. I couldn't find an amount. <laughs> uh, I moved into. Full, sorry, I need a guess. Oh hell! Oh, God, um, got carried away. Then didn't don't know what I'm doing. Just kick the table then. Right, so a 67 year old. I'm guessing somebody um, Scandinavian, Nordicy, yeah, type um, who. You are Kankinen. Now we've we've already had it. We've already had him before, but he's fi- he's finishing enough, so we'll go for, for the we... enthusiasm alone. I yeah, think we'll go we'll go for that because we've had Tommy Mackinnon before. Oh, hang on, was it Baz that did Tommy Mackinnon? Could be. Might have been. Yeah, we'll go we'll go for Yuha Kankinen for the uh, for the first one. Then I reckon he's about the right age. Then I moved into Formula Ford, then Formula Atlantic, taking Rookie of the Year in 1979. And the title in 1980, 1981, and uh, sorry, and 1981. Too many years over different clues. Sorry. Okay, so Formula Formula Atlantic was the East Coast. Um, so two lead, two, lead, what, two liter series. Is that not what Dave Daddario used to uh, race? It? I think it was. It was also Jacques Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve is not sixty-seven. Then. No, but Jacques Villeneuve was also in that series because I remember I remember the shunt I wrote because yes. one, one of the clues was I raced in the same series as Dave Daddario, but not at the same time. 
Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. In 1979, I took part in the Cannonball Run in a Porsche 928, finishing 15th. Hmm. As long as he didn't put, take part in Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we need a guess after this one? After this clue, you do. I took part in three Grand Prix weekends between 1981 and 1983, but failed to qualify for every race. So somebody Nordic who wasn't very good. Or very good at at F1, but apparently was good at Honda Civics. I mean, I only know one person with a Honda Civic, and that's Twig. He wouldn't qualify. No, and it's it's definitely not him. No. <laughs> um, God, this is... I've got bugger all here, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think I've got even less. Well, I want to guess, uh, no matter what. Oh, hell. Hang on. Well, oh. Repeat that last clue again, please, Lee. I took part in three Grand Prix weekends between 1981 and 1983 but fail to qualify uh, f- uh, for the race every time. I mean, don't forget, that's that's the era where they had pre-qualifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about somebody who um, maybe came back into the sport a bit later on and was a little bit older when they did, like Stefan Johansson? Well, if they were born in 1953 and they were trying to qualify for F1 between 81 and 83, then they'd have been late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, and Stefan Johansson raced for Ferrari in the late 80s, and he was in his 30s, I think, when he was racing. Oh, nice. Nice guess, then. That's a that's a possibility. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? But then it, it, we'll, we'll see what happens as the... Uh, as the clues progress. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think go for that as the second guess, because that is, that is the closest that we've got to anything. As the shunt progresses. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I won the nineteen eight. I I won the nineteen eighty three Can Am Championship, winning three races of the six. Now that was uh, that was sports cars, and I think there was something almost prototypey in there. But that was basically for any driver to take part in. I spent five seasons in IndyCar. Scoring one win. Ooh. Right, okay. Five seasons in IndyCar. And only one win. <laughs> hmm. You know, I think Stephen Johansson might have done IndyCar at some point. I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm going to... Right, there's a... I, I'm going to alter this. Because I think this clue makes it too obvious. So just like all, a... just like all the others have so far. <laughs> no, there is a place in this clue, and I'm going to replace the place with the word or letter A. I was in, uh, inducted into A Motorsport Hall of Fame in 2001. How many motorsport halls of fame are there? I would imagine there is one for every country. Probably, yes. Motor racing, driving with people. 
Um, so if it is the Swedish Hall of Fame, for example, it would be him and Ronnie Pettersson. Um, <laughs> I believe that this country would give away which driver it was very, very fast. And as Ronnie Pettersson had died by that point, then that just leaves Stefan Johansson as Swedish F1 drivers. Right, you could take what I'm saying as to say it's not fucking Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are we, we're, we're kind of working on the basis the, that this is this country's like only noted driver. I mean, it's born too recently for um, one of Sean's favourites, Prince Beera. <laughs> I, I can also give it like a <laughs> like a, like a shop mannequin. There is no dick on this one. Uh-huh. Is there a spaffer? Or was that the spaffer? No, there's, there's, there's a number 10. So uh, I think there is a spaffer, actually, but there is a number 10. Uh, both my brother and nephew raced in Formula One. Uh, brother and nephew. So we're looking for a father-son. Yeah, bro- bro- both my brother and nephew, and I would have said son raced in Formula One. Brother, nephew, and son. Unless I'm very, very much mistaken, and I don't believe I am. Pick an Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, nephew, and son. Oh, no, 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 sorry, it must be nephew, sorry, it's okay. I don't know, it's like, there's a different one here, but no, I, this, is, this no. has confused me greatly, but carry on. If it's brother, nephew, and son, then that's one person who raced in NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, a whole two-man team. Um, yeah, no, right, I, I'm going to go with the clue here, because this is what he's put down, and he has said, brother and nephew. And that's confused me. So, uh, yeah, but the brother and nephew would be father and son, you would think. So that would be a father and son that oh, are racing oh, Formula right. One. Oh, sorry, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. No, that's cool. Right, I get this now. <laughs> right. Right, so <laughs> did Jack Brabham have a slightly less talented brother? Because David Brabham raced in Formula One. And yeah, he, no, he, and Jack Brabham was his dad. I confuse. I, uh, I I confuse that slightly. I'll give you. I'll give you my own spaffer because the spaffer is uh, again. I think gives it away a bit, a little bit too easy. Um, my son was unoriginal in the naming of his child. Or sorry, my brother was unoriginal in the naming of his child. So could this be? Hmm. Mm. So it's someone whose son has the same name as them. Oh, oh, um, oh, 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 oh. I think I've got something. Is it the original Jacques Villeneuve who was Gilles' brother and shares a name with the that, other that Jacques could Villeneuve? That makes some sense. Yes, I am. <laughs> there we go. The original yeah. Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said it, baby. <laughs> I got I got mildly confused then because when I was reading it, for some reason I read because uh, I read Jack Villeneuve Senior as Gilles Villeneuve 
So I was thinking it was Yale Villeneuve. We were doing this. We were doing the thing. The, uh, ah, the ah, right. That, that's why I was confused. I thought, well, no, surely Sun should be in there somewhere. And I, yeah. Yes, of course, the um, the original Jacques Villeneuve, not quite as good. Yes, as Al- his brother or his nephew. Although what we- happened to Jack not- Senior then? Because we know what happened to Gilles. Hmm. I don't know. Is he still going, do we reckon? I want to find out what his album's like. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was um, that. That was a good one, Baz. That got us, that got us thinking right up until the end. Um, right, how do you send yeah, in? That a... was good. I enjoyed that one. How do you send in a shunt? Uh, dead easy, mate. You can just send me a PM on Instagram at a total shunt, or send me a PM on Twitter at a total shunt. And please, 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 could a couple of people send them to send one to three legs four wheels at gmail.com for those emergency weeks when Lee's not about because apparently the last one I did was repeated. So I now have run out of emergency shunts. Well, if you send this, send this one because if we have to do the uh, if we have to podcast on this Monday, I am going to the cinema. Oh, so, what are you going yeah, to see? I'm going to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Appropriate. Is it? No, no. Halloween, Halloween's a week on Saturday. Isn't it's it? Halloween week. I suppose. I suppose it is. We've got pump, yeah. we've got pumpkins at work, and they're selling pumpkin spice latte in the office coffee shop. I am not partaking. Um, right. If you want, I wanna... don't like pumpkin spice. I don't. No, I don't get the... it's not a good flavour. Generally, I, I like no. I like the spice bit, but I don't like the pumpkin bit. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, mm, I don't understand yeah. why it has to be spiced pumpkin. Why can't it just be winter spiced? Yeah, you know? bit of cinnamon, yeah. it's fine. Leave yeah. it. Yeah, that works every time. Anyway, to get in touch with the uh, to get in touch with the rest of us, you can get the show uh, at Three Legs Four Wheels on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And individually on Twitter we are at Sean Cowper. At Flood Twenty One. And at Pablo One Hundred, um, we'll be back on schedule next week. So it'll just be uh, just be the three of us, unless we can coax Dan out of retirement. If you if we think we should uh, coax Dan out of retirement, then tweet. What, what should we do? Should we should we tweet him? Right, I reckon. Does he does he check his Twitter? He will do. If he will a... do if he gets a million notifications <laughs> saying yeah. Tweet us and tag at Dan Dankleton in there and use the hashtag ComebackDan. Is he Dan Dan? Start again. Is he Dan Dan? Take three again. Dan Dankleton. Dan Dan. I can't say it. Is he Dan Dankleton? Yes, he is. We will never know. Yes, he is. Thankfully, there is a link to his Twitter on the website, on the Contact Us page. There's also links to our Facebook page on there and to the Discord server, which you can join at any time. There's usually chat going on there. And we are having next week... The I'm hoping this works next Wednesday, around about 8 o'clock UK time, the first Three Legs, Four Wheels streamed actual pub quiz in a pub. But it's not going to be about Formula oh, 1, okay. it's just going to be a general pub quiz. Because a couple of people have been asking, when am I doing another quiz? And it's like, well, I do one in a pub every week, so I'm going to try and uh, going to try an audio stream this so you can join in on Discord and um, argue amongst yourselves when you're answering the questions. <laughs> Means it, I mean, just tweeted uh, three legs, four wheels. By the way, you might want to just check that out. Uh, let's have a look. 
Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tweet at us. Um, tweet at us. Also, add at Dan Dankleton and use the hashtag #ComebackDan. And uh, let's let's see if we can uh, see if we can coax him out of semi-retirement for next week. Well, let me edit my tweet then. <laughs> edit my tweet. You mean delete your tweet and do a new one because he still can't edit on Twitter. Yeah, I'll have to do that, won't I? Yeah. As, we, as, as, a, as Lee and I were discussing quite recently. Yeah, an edit button on Twitter would be great. We'll start the campaign for the hashtag for that next time. Right, uh, we'll be on Discord. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. At Jack is going to bend the knee to us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, you know, if Donald Trump wants to get an edit button on there, we'd probably do that for him. Oh, no, Donald Trump's been hacked. Did you not hear? Oh, has he? Oh. A Dutch Dutch newspaper reporter uh, guessed his password on Twitter and got it right. Well, is that what (laughs) Confifi is? (laughs) I think that's his new password that he's just changed Mm. it to. Um, yeah, keep keep uh, keep watching the tweets. We'll be on Discord about over the race this weekend, and uh, anyone that's into iRacing, racing, eight o'clock UK time, one hour later in the US this week because our clocks go back before yours do. Um, yes, we'll see you next week, and we'll have a review of whatever happens in Portimao, and look forward to the first Grand Prix at Imola in many years. We'll see you next week. Yes, indeed. See you next Take week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.